Yeah, the man from Creator. That's right, NBA Strayer. How are you going? Hey, again. Uh, it's Wednesday, hump day, January 10, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor for a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL, CodeBet Daily every so often. Pop on the old, uh, what is it, Cricket Today podcast? Yeah, all the good stuff. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the good stuff. That's right. All the NBA gear you need to know. A little bit of Australia thrown in there. Uh... Quick one today, Spo got paid, uh, a little bit of injury news, only five games to wrap up in the NBA story game wrap, so should be sort of in and out, which would be nice. Uh, nice to see that the refs are never wrong, enjoyed that in the last two minute report from yesterday's games, uh, I don't know, a couple of other little things, uh, so without further ado, we've got the game wraps, that's on knife, all mate, nomad, spot of the night, better than the ball, this from yeah, Nazi, I'm the opinion of the day, now back take us, we were serving up. A flame girl take. There's an Andrew Gay's Grey Mummer Award and a uh, pick and preview for the 10 game slate tomorrow. So a chalk is one tomorrow. Uh, and nothing at the end because I've got to get out of here because it's already a really late finish today. What's going on? Killing me, Lakers and Raptors. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. This is episode 1015 of NBA Australia. Jeez, that's a lot. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Ah, you better, well, you better watch out for the attack of the modern medicine. Uh, if you me, old Jim over here. Hey Jim, how's the thing on your mouth, man? Is it still a bit fucked and you can't talk proper? Yes, as you can tell. Still with a bit of a bit of a lisp, a little bit of a lisp. Uh, the giant fucking growth. Uh, never good when the doctor is like, "Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is." And I was like, "Oh god, <laughs> here we go." <laughs> Not great. So I'll see if the antibiotics help, but uh, I don't know. It's just weird. Doc was uh, not much help. The finger, though, going to go get some more x-rays and fucking shit on that because it is fucked. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show, apparently with Jim whinging. Nah, it's with the daily whip around, man. Uh, Spo, that's right, Eric Spolstra did the smart thing. A month after his divorce, signed a contract extension. <laughs> for the most money committed in a coach, uh, for an NBA coach in history, eight years. Over $120 million. Hot damn! It's not bad. I mean, whew. That's a. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's going to be fun on the bun. I know that. Um, pretty smart, though, by Spo. I mean, if you're going to get divorced, make sure you sign the giant fucking extension after that. That's why he's the smartest and best coach in the league, baby. Uh, but I love it because, look, as much uh, antipathy and anger that Miami uh, seem to inspire in a lot of people, including myself, Spo's a fucking really good coach. And I love that Miami is just like, yeah, look, we're not fucking around with coaches, man. We've got our dude. He's the guy. Riley's the man. Spo's the dude. And you are the guys. Let's go. Uh, 
just a very, very sort of nice nod to sort of, uh, I don't know, a bit of franchise consistency. Hey, there's Shang, Shang-Chi by the uh, courtside. What's his name? Simo Lu? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've still got the end of uh, Lakers Raptors playing right now. Raptors down five. Uh, oh, <laughs> backed in three. Fuck you, Schroeder. Oh, you'd hate to have the fucking Lakers minus four and a half, and he banks into three to make it a two-point game. You son of a bitch. God damn it. Anyway. <laughs> Other news. Tyrese Halliburton. He's got a grade one left hammy strain, according to his MRI. Um, he'll be reevaluated in approximately two weeks, uh, but there was, you know, happiness that he's avoided serious injury to that hammy. So interesting sort of setup because Joel Embiid is also out for Wednesday's game against the Hawks with uh, more swelling in his left knee. He missed the last couple of days of practice. He missed the game on Sunday, our time, with it as well. So it sort of comes down to these uh, weird, interesting ones. Because you remember, with the All-NBA voting this year, which is position positionless, don't forget. How does it lisp there, Jim? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, the positionless All-NBA picks. Uh, if they keep missing games, the old 65-point, 65-game uh, uh, I don't know, Ledge is going to fucking come at them pretty bloody quickly. So we'll see what happens there, but just something to keep an eye on. Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle, he's out indefinitely with a left ankle sprain to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks as well, according to the Raptors, uh, who are about to lose to the Lakers, unless you foul Siakam on the three-point. Oh, my God, he hit that too. It's a one-point game in the end. Jesus. Chaos gear. Uh, anyway... Purtle out is a bit of a tough one. Raptors lose this one. Well, yeah, lose this one. They were basically down five. They hit a lot of threes right there at the end. But um, the Purtle one is a bit of a tough one. They started basically Thad Young in center today. So there's uh, maybe more moves out there in Toronto land. RJ Barrett, LeBron James looking at each other. My shitty league pass is frozen. So great job, everybody. Uh, anyway. Other little bits that have popped off today. DeJounte Murray was floated out that uh, now he's trade eligible after his big extension and everything. Uh, One team that is kicking the tires on uh, DeJounte Murray is his old team, the Spurs. And apparently they're going to be uh, taking a patient approach to their building process. There's not a level of urgency to get it rolling immediately. I don't know. I feel like there should be. Wimbanyama is fucking really good. Get him some fucking help. It's weird that Pop's like, no, we'll do this the right way. It's like, I don't know. The right way might be to get him someone who can pass him the fucking ball. Just saying. As opposed to Jeremy Sohan and the and the, uh, and the guys out there going, we get to be on TV. This is great. Look at my hair. It's like, can you play basketball? Like, I don't know. All right. Thanks for coming, Jeremy. Uh, Steve Kerr and Draymond. Uh, Draymond was out there saying, yeah, look, I've got to tie down my antics. And everyone was like, you could hear everybody in the media go, yeah, no shit, fuckhead. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, Steve Kerr was asked about his teammates uh, basically need him to chill the fuck out on the yelling of the refs. And again, everybody else is, no shit, dickhead. And away we go. So anyway. Oh, boy. Good times, great memories, and uh, 
The Warriors continue to annoy me. If you want to hear the entire Draymond rant, just go back and listen to yesterday's because that guy fucking sucks. What a lunatic. I seriously still don't know how. He can choke out a French guy, try to rip off the head of a Bosnian, stomp on a Lithuanian's chest, uh, punch his teammate in the face, and somehow he's the fucking poor victim in all this. What a wanker. Anyway, uh, then last little bit, the last two-minute report from the Celtics-Pacers game yesterday said that Jalen Brown... The Buddy Heald foul on Jalen Brown was correctly deemed incidental. Yes. Wanging somebody in their head as you try to block their shot seems incidental. Fuck off. Uh, amazingly, it did also say after that they kind of fucked up. Paul Zingas didn't commit a foul at the end of the game. So uh, great job by everybody there. The NBA refs once more covering their own asses. <laughs> it was hilarious. Seriously, so they say on replay review, the coach's challenge of the shooting foul called on Heald was deemed successful. The video clearly shows that Heald reaches forward and makes contact with the ball from behind Jalen Brown. While in contact with the ball, Heald also makes minimal contact with Brown's head. I don't know. He fucking elbowed him in the bonce. <laughs> don't know. The mere fact that contact occurs does not necessarily constitute a foul. Contact which is incidental to an effort by a player to defend an opponent, reach a loose ball, or perform normal defensive or offensive movements is not considered legal. Wow! If you want to take that into account, then there's no fucking fouls, you idiots. God damn it. Anyway, and then it came out and said, Zinger, the extreme Zinger meal. The extreme Zinger meal. Didn't commit a foul. All right. Uh, today was a bunch of blowouts, so let's fly through these game reps. Game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps. Uh, Pistons are fucking hilarious. They scored 47 points in the first quarter against the Kings, and they got blown out. Seriously, 47 points. It was incredible. They led by 18. They're up by 47-29 at one point in the first quarter. Pistons then dropped 18 points in the second quarter, and they were down 68-65. Just amazing. Kings ended the first half, 24-4 run. Uh... The Pistons didn't score a field goal in over eight in-game minutes as well, which is just, that's incredible. Zero field goals in eight straight minutes. That's just unreal. They had 47 in the first quarter, 18 points in the second quarter, and then 15 in the fourth. The NBA, it's fantastic. (laughs) Bojan had 26, 22, 5, and 6 for Artie. No Cade, uh, 16 and 10 for Duran. Um, they just got fucking ran over by the Suvlaki King. Hey, uh, yeah, I'll take the combination meat. Thanks, uh, Demartis. Yeah, 37, 10, and 13. That'll do me. Yeah, a little bit of extra garlic sauce. A bit of chili in there. Thanks as well. 37, 10, and 13. He was awesome. He was playing the Pistons, though. Uh, 32 for Keegs. He was great. Keegan Murray, 5 and 9 from downtown. 26 on 10 and 19 for Fox. Uh, good return to form for him. Monk had 20 as well. Kevin fucking what up? The Ginger Ninja went 2 of 11. That dude has been off the boiler all year. Uh, Sacramento improved to 22 and 14. Detroit are an amazing 3 and 34. Yeesh. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. You're not wrong. Minnesota blew the doors off of the Orlando Magic Men. That's right. The Magicians got smashed 113-92 uh, right out the gate. They were never in this one. Orlando, which is a uh, bit of a weird sort of shape. Look, no Franz Wagner, hello. And Mo Wagner played his ass off. It just was not enough. They managed a paltry 16 points in the first quarter. Minnesota came out fucking flying. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was absolutely going fucking off his chops. He had a three on the first possession of the game. He had another three like a couple of minutes later, and you're like, yeah, this one... 
This one might get a bit weird. It was 11-0 right out the gate. They scored 11 straight points in the first three minutes, and uh, Orlando never got back into it. So, yeah, a bit of a rough one there if you back the Orlando Magic. Was that you, Jim? Yes. <laughs> Fucked it. Anyway, you get that on the big job sometimes. They're up 15, like, at this point, like, with a couple of minutes to go, and you're like, oh, this is not getting any better, is it? Carl Anthony Towns hit another three, and you're like, oh, fuck. As Reed hit another three, and you're like, oh, God, just stop it. He's already dead. Yeah, so they're up pretty pretty large amount after the first quarter and never look back. Wolves cruise to the win. Uh, just one of those ones where you go, the Magic are really good at home, have covered a lot at home. Minnesota, not that great on the road. But, wow, they came fucking ready to play and just smashed them. So, good win by the Wolves. Uh, 18 for Palo Bancaro, but he shot 8 of 22. Suggs had 20, 21 and, for, 21 and 8 for Mo. He got dunked into oblivion by Carl Anthony Towns, and everybody fucking toot, 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 pointed their fingers at him off the bench, which was fucking hilarious. They shot 36% and did the uh, magics, magics and got cooked. Fuck all ball movement. It was just gross. It was a weird one. You're like, all right. Maybe they do need Franz. Uh, 28, 6 and 5 with three steals for Cat. He went 5 and 5 from deep. 21 and 12 for the Ruth Gobez. This stuff And you had uh, Ant Man. He didn't do much. He had only the six points. Didn't really matter. Five turnovers. It was all just like whatever, bro. 15 and 9 for McDaniels. 11 and 10 for Conley. 13 and 10 for Naz Reed. My pick for six man of the year. Wolves moved 26 and 10. They're now 12 and 8 away, which is good. Magic now 13 and 5 at home. 21 and 16 overall. Interesting. That game, at full strength, I love. I would love to watch this game again. But the Magic just got fucking punked. And, like, this is a really good defense going up against another really good defense. And Orlando could not keep up. Keep that in mind. Uh, Portland got absolutely straight killed. So he got straight killed. By the Knickerbockers, 112-84. Even with the Grim Reaper in the starting lineup again, did not help. The Knicks went absolutely fucking bang. Smashed him right out the gate as well. Uh... 38-22 first quarter. They There was this incredible moment where the Knicks, I think, went the last almost seven minutes of the first half. So the second quarter, last seven minutes, they didn't make a field goal, and they still led by 23. <laughs> Unbelievable. They couldn't make a shot for basically like half over half a quarter and still led by 23. Uh, 22. So, yeah, the Blazers, 4 of 14 for Simons. He had 12 points. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 21. Not much else because they only scored 84. Uh, the Knickerbockers, 27-8. That's right, 27-8 and eight for uh, Julius Randle. 23 for the OG Ananobi. 16 for McBride. 4 of 7 from downtown. 12 of 7 for Brunson as well. They go 18 of 48 from 3 as a team, which is just like, I don't know, plugging in OG to the RJ Barrett spot and then sort of getting a shit ton of 3 and D and just real solid fucking defense out of him. This Knicks team is awesome. They've gone 5-0 since they got him. They've won by an average of 22 across those five games. They are fucking smashing, and the defense is way better. you got three 40% three-point shooters now with uh, Brunson, OG, and Dante DiVincenzo going hammer and tongs. you got iHeart, Isaiah Hartenstein, hello, and Julius crushing in the middle. Kind of love the Knicks. Uh, 22 and 15. The Blazers, 10 and 26. Aussie Matty T did go in this. He didn't do much either. Memphis kicked the piss out of Dallas. What? No Triple J, no Jar. What the fuck, Dallas? They got torched by Marcus Smart. 
And Desmond Bean. Uh, 14 of 37 from three did the Grizz go. That's not bad. It's not great, but it's also pretty good for the Grizz. Without Jar, without Triple J. Uh, Dallas, call them Alice because there was no D in this one. Just let Memphis, without their two best players, score 68 in the first half. Fuck me dead. Like, Luca, 31, 6, and 6. Kyrie, 33, 8, 4, and 4 steals. They took 46 shots between them for 64 points. As a team, they only took 82 shots, though. It's just one of those things he's like, oh, yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, just a bit cooked, man. Just a bit cooked. A lot of free throws, as you'd expect. Doncic went to the uh, line 15 times. Kyrie, 10. Uh, Outside of that gym, how many free throws did they take? Oh, Tim Hardaway took one, and uh, Derek Jones Jr. took another. That was it. They got out-rebounded by 21, did the Mavs. Yeesh. You don't have Derek Lively Jr., but fuck me dead. That should not be, uh, you know, the be-all and end-all. I'm just saying, no Dante Exum, no Mavs. That's what it is. I mean, they had been good up until now, but still. Uh, yeah, Hardaway at nine points. He was a minus 26. Josh Greeny Green went 0-3, uh, 0-1 from downtown, and that was a bit brutal. I'll tell you, it was a bit brutal. Um, Dallas just was shit. They have these games. They shouldn't have them at home, and especially against Memphis team without their two best players, but here we are. 32, 9, and 4 for Boone. 23 for Smart. He's shooting threes with a dislocated finger. The Duck Man popped his head up as well. Quack, quack. Uh, Luke Kennard, 14, 5, and 4, and 14 each for Tillman and Zaire Williams. Uh, Memphis, good win for them. 14 and 23, 22 and 16 for the Mavs. Memphis have won two on the trot without Jar. Are they better without Jar Morant? And then finally, Raptors-Lakers, the only close game of the day and the only one that I picked correctly, seemingly, uh, looking at my picks. 132, the Lakers win 131. Uh, that came... It wasn't really that close right down the stretch. It was meant to be probably, as I mentioned, as the game was finishing, like a five-point game. Um, the Lakers sort of... They were down by a point with about three minutes to go. Uh, Austin Reeves hit a three, and then they didn't sort of trail again um, after AD and LeBron sort of just put on a pretty good defensive clinic, and offensively, they were just sort of doing enough. You know, AD, Austin Reeves, they were sort of forcing the issue a little bit, uh, making free throws, just sort of doing everything. There was a big Anthony Davis three-point play that put them up five with about two and a half minutes to go. And away they went. Gary Terrence turned Dar- Oh, no, that's right. Gary Terrence turned Derby. Go, got them the lead with a minute to go. He hit that three. AD got the lead right back then. Um, and then they had, like, the pretty tough turnover. AD blocked the shit out of a sco- Scoob layup. And uh, off they went. And just, like, got two stops and won the game. Sometimes that's all it, all it sort of really takes, right? So uh, they were up five with, like, 14 seconds left. Then S- Scoob scores. There are five again with eight seconds left, and then Dennis Schroeder hits that three that he banks in. AD hits another couple of free throws. Siakam hits that other three, and boom, <laughs> it's a one-point game. So bit of a weird one, but the Raptors were right there, and it felt very much like the Raps uh, having come off that game where they beat the Warriors the other day just, just fell short at the exact wrong moment. And it is the sort of thing where you go, all right, so RJ, this is the sort of moment where you need to grow into these games, right? 
it can't be. I mean, they're going to trade Siakam at some point. You'd expect, but it's the sort of game where you just want RJ to show you something down the stretch. Like Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. hitting that big, big, big three with a minute to go to get them in the lead. It's like RJ Barrett turnover. RJ Barrett, like the offensive foul is just very weird and silly. And otherwise, you're like, yeah, it'd be good to see him with the ball a little bit more, and it just wasn't happening. So. Scoob was kind of handy, obviously, but AD was a little bit too much for them without Pirtle, and boom, away we go. Fun game, fun matchup of two teams. Uh, you had Thad Young turn back the clock with 10-5-4 and four with three steals and a block. Siakam, 25. Scoob, 26-3-6. 23 for RJ Barrett and 21 for Quickly. You got four starters scoring over 20, and you lose the game. Defensively, I don't know. They let the Lakers hit a lot of threes. Cam Reddish hit four threes. He had 13 points, 22 and 12 for LeBron James. 41, 11 and 6 for uh, AD, though, in the end. This is what happens, I guess, when you're basically out there with Thad Young and Chris Bobby Boucher as uh, your big man. You're like, oh, yeah, this is uh, not going great. Not great at all. So, big. They also, what, Jonte Porter was out there for a little bit. Uh, four threes from Gary Terrence Trent. Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. kind of helped a little bit, but Reeves had 11 and 7 for the Lakers. Reddish had those 13. 11 for Torrey in the Red Bull Prince. He had a couple of threes. Basically, the Lakers, if their threes are dropping, they look incredible. If they're not, they're fucked. So they go 16 of 36 from downtown. The Raptors go 17 of 35. Um, outside of that, the Lakers got them just a little bit on the rebounds, went to the line an absolute fuck ton more because AD was just forcing the... Uh, issue down low, which is what he should do without them having any sort of fucking center. They shot 36 free throws to 13. You get that on the big job sometimes. Uh, fun game. Tough one for the Raps. 15 and 22 now. Lakers, 19 and 19. All right, let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a night. That's a night. I mean, AD, he was fucking awesome in this one. 41, 11, and 6 with a block. 13 to 14, the line. 13 to 17 from the floor. 2 or 2 from downtown. Carl Anthony Towns, 28, 6, and 5 with three steals. Just a couple of big fucking Kentucky big men just hammering tonging it today. 5 of 5 from downtown for Cat. 11 and 19 from the floor as well. And big Demata Sabonis, 37, 10, and 12 on 16 and 21 shooting. Three steals. He was awesome. Uh, he's been playing fucking awesome. I think it's like seven triple-doubles in his last 12. He's been absolutely fantastic. And OG, OG Ananobi, he had 23 and four rebounds, shot nine and 12, four or six from three. Uh, he's the first and only player in NBA history to have a plus-minus north of 100 in his first five games with the team. He's a plus 111 through five games as a Nick. That is just fucking unreal. So good job, OG Ananobi, but we'll give this to the big men, won't we? We'll give it to AD, Cat, and Sabonis. You love that. That's an NBA Australia pre performance of the night. What about Spud of the Night, Jim? Spud, 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 Spot of the night. We had a couple of uh, Chumaro kick. He goes 1 of 10. What are you doing, Chuma? 0 of 8 from downtown. I love it because at one point he's 0 of 7. He's like, this one's going in. <laughs> it is amazing to go 0 of 8 from 3. It's like, nah, going to hit the next one. Trust me. And it's like, Chuma, I don't think. Ah, oh, he's fucking shot it. It's pretty amazing. Good on him for having the belief, though. You know? Good job, Chuma. Good job. We believe in you as well, buddy. 
who else had a bit of a Barry Crocker shocker? Nikki Alexander Walker went 0 of 5. Precious Achua, bless you, 2 of 1 of 9. 2 of 11 for Kevin. Fucking Huerta, as I mentioned. 3 of 12 for Caleb Houston. Uh, but of course, I would very much like to thank our close personal friend, Jalen Brunson of the New York Knickerbockers of New York City, for going and shooting the magic number. What did he shoot, Jim? He shot 311. What about all mate, no mates? All mate, no mates. All mate, no mates. All mate, no mates. All mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Well, this is a combination panting of the night, because I'll tell you what. Mo Wagner and his stupid big pumpkin ass head got deleted by Carl Anthony Towns and the entire Wolves bench let him know about it. All of them punking him, all of them pointing at him, going basically give him the old toot 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 which I fucking loved because I love that everybody of the Wolves hates Mo Wagner as much as me. The Wolves might have just become my new favourite team because of this. Like, apart from the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is a sookie la-la, but goddamn, everybody just going, fuck you, Mo Wagner. That dunk by Carl Anthony Towns was sick as well. Uh, so Mo Wagner and his big pumpkin-ass head got buried. He's all mate, no mates. The fact that the Wolves bench, all of them, all of them got up, were just pointing at him, ah, sucked in again. Absolutely amazing gear. All right, who was better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, 16 for McBride. Love that one. 4-7 from downtown. You also had Desmond Boone, 32-9-4. We don't give Desmond Boone enough love, I think, for the uh, better than Lonzo Ball because he is a fucking weapon. We used to give him a lot of love uh, in the section, but... God damn, without Jar, he's like, all right, fuck it, boys, get on my giant, tiny shoulders. <laughs> I built like a bowling ball. I'm going to fuck him up. Check this out. You're like, all right, okay. I won't say anything, Desmond. <laughs> he's like, I was born in the darkness. Okay, buddy. Uh, but awesome game from him. And, of course, Scoob was really good in that game against the Lakers. Uh, you just sort of wish, you just sort of wish that it had been a tiny little bit better than they would have gotten over the line, but oh well, you get that on the big job sometimes. Uh, we don't have a um, new magic tweet today, which is a bit shame, bit of a shame. So let's go do some yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do it. Let's do some here Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. 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 Get your mer
your merch, get your merch. Yeah, wear it. Uh, go to nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Click through on the socials, whatever you need to do. Get a bloody coffee mug. Get a stubby holder. Get a T-shirt. Get a hoodie. Get yourself all decked out. Shit, yeah. And your favorite daily NBA Australian-made podcast gear. <laughs> That's mine. Uh, right, let's do some Yanars. Jez Oz sent through another one yesterday. Is Kyle Kuzma any value to a contender? Yeah, nah. This is actually a sneakily good question. Not, well, you know, it's not that sneaky. It is a good question, though. Like, Kuzma would be fantastic on a team like... Uh, I mean, you kick the tires on a team like, I don't know, Dallas, right? And you have, like, that sort of bigger wing where you can get a bit of scoring and... Uh, Sort of stuff like that out of the wing spot. But also, like, obviously, if you exchange Tobias Harris for Kyle Kuzma, like, how much better are Philly? Is that, like, that's the sort of fun question that you sort of look at with this one, right? Because uh, you think about it, contenders, you go, well, he would be a really, really, really good fit on Cleveland. Uh, but between Garland, uh, Garland, Mitchell, Jarrett, go the throw Allen and Mobley. It's almost like, how do you then afford that? It sort of becomes a question. Like, do you then move Jarrett Allen somewhere to free up some of that sort of cap space? Uh, do you just piss Donnie Mitchell off completely, actually? Interesting. Uh, but Kuzma would be really good for someone like Cleveland. He'd actually be really good on the paces. Like, you feel like he and Bruce Brown could be like a really fun, weird wing combo. And it's the one spot where you go... Between the three and four, the Pacers have got sort of interchangeable bits. Kuzma would just give them one big fucking weapon there. It's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. That'd be really good. So he definitely would. The thing is, it's like what things do they have to give up to go get the likes of a Kyle Kuzma, you know? It's a bit of a tough one. Uh, it'd be kind of fun on the Bulls, but they're not really a contender. Uh, obviously... Someone like the Mavs, like the Mavs would dearly love a Kuzma type, that bigger swing kind of guy. Uh, the Lakers, obviously, would be fantastic back there. The Warriors, he'd be perfect on. But yeah, it's a bit tough. Like Kuzma is the sort of guy you should be trying to go out and get, but it's also his cap number is it's sort of big enough where you go, oh, we have to sort of give up a fair amount to go and get the guy, you know. So what's that, about 25 mil, I think he's around. So he seems gettable. There's a couple of years left on it. But it actually, weirdly enough, the number decreases after this year from 25 to 23 to 21 to 19. So it's a pretty good contract to go and trade for. The only thing is, like, does the Armenian-looking Allen uh, sort of want to play on both ends? But I still reckon the Sixers would be a great fucking fit. The problem is, what are they going to go give up to get him? Like, what is Washington going to, uh, you know, give up, uh, you know, want in return for a Kuzma? Bit of a tough one, I'll tell you. I will tell you. Yeah. Otherwise, there's a few good ones there. Sixes, paces. Pretty interesting on the heat, too. But again, what are you going to give up to get him? Uh, Cleveland, paces, let's go. Dallas, not bad. Ooh, lally. All right, what else we got? Are the Lakers more likely than the Suns and Warriors to turn their season around? I mean, I actually, this one was written before they won today. So, yeah, nah, yeah. I think 
at least the Lakers, we know they have moving parts that can be traded, unlike the Suns, unlike basically the Warriors as well, right? So the Lakers also have a lot of incumbent talent. It just hasn't played that well together this year. <laughs> so I think the craziest part is LeBron and AD have been healthy so far. And they're, what, 500. So, uh, But I think they, as long as they stay healthy, like they can easily sort of lean on at least their depth uh, and get just that hint healthier, that hint sort of better. And you could easily sort of see them rising a little bit more and sort of staying staying right there within that, at least the, yeah, the actual top six. Like, they could still make the top six pretty easily. So, because you think about their depth and how they've got Reeves, D'Lo, Reddish, Prince. Like, if they get Rui back healthy, if they get Gabe Vincent back healthy, like, they're still pretty deep and they're still pretty fucking good. So as long as their top two dudes stay healthy, sky's the limit. Whereas the other two teams, I mean, the Suns just, it's like they're big three and nothing else and they've got nothing else to trade for or with. Uh, and the Warriors, it's like, please help us, Draymond. And he's like, I'm just trying not to punch a ref. And you're like, all right, buddy. <laughs> and finally, was that a sign that Minnesota are for real today? Yeah, nah. I mean, the entire season has been a sign that the uh, Wolves are for real because their entire like setup so far, their defense is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like they've got the best defensive rating in the NBA. They're one hundred eight. Offensively, they're not too much up there, like nineteenth at the moment. But you could sort of see today, like if Carl Anthony Towns is firing, they don't even really need Ant-Man to do too much. It did sort of come up against a pretty small uh, Magic team. So that's kind of like a good matchup today. But you sort of think about how they match up pretty well with Denver. We've seen that time and time again. Like, they are fucking dangerous. They are for real. So, yeah. All right. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I hit on this, uh, I think... Fuck, what was it on? I don't know. SGA, Luca, Embiid. Your uh, MVP vibes. I'd be all over Luca and SGA like now because Embiid, probably the leader in the clubhouse, but if he's carrying an injury, like it could take a little bit of a slight dip. Away we go. I kind of really like SGA for MVP. I'm just, I'm really vibing it. OKC could be a top two seed. I don't think anyone on the Wolves is going to stamp themselves as an MVP contender. I think the Mavs defense is still going to give them games like today, right? Where they sort of just fall over their own dicks and just go, what the fuck just happened, man? And you're like, yep, that checks out. And away we go. Nice. All right, finally, Epic Take House. It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Got woken up this morning by the bloody Currawongs. So I sent the squid number one out there with a cricket bat. Bang, 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 bang. Currawong wings only at our back. Bloody delicious. And they go great with a flame grilled take. And I tell you what, today's flame grilled take is what we saw from the Lakers today. Just sort of shows you that if they get a Jeremy Grant type, they can play a bit of defense next to LeBron and AD. Play a little bit bigger than he needs to. Score when he needs to. Play defense when he needs to. 
the Lakers could easily make the playoffs in the top six and make a deep playoff run. Outside of that, they might be a bit screwed. But get a Jeremy Grant type and away you go. Only at Outback. I'll tell you what. It's kind of one of these, like, you look at a game like this today and you go, Rui Hachimura should be that sort of dude. Uh, but sort of just never seems to be healthy. You have a good Cam Reddish game. And if you get a gam, cam, good Cam Reddish game, you better fucking win the game. And they actually did today. So good on the Lakers. But still dangerous. I'm just saying. All right. Quick Australian player watch right after this. This is Shane Hill. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, let's do it. Australian Player Watch for today. Uh, we only had, well, obviously, no Jingler Joe Ingles, still out hurt uh, for the Magic Men. Which is like one of those things where you go, yeah, they are really affected by uh, injuries at the moment. Like, you've got Goga out there for his 17 minutes, but without uh, Wendell Carter Jr., you've still got Jingler Joe Ingles with his sprained ankle. And uh, Johnny Isaac is out again. So. They've just sort of lost a lot of length and size. So Jingles, obviously, is still on the did not play injured. Uh, he's just like you, Jim. That's right. Uh, Portland, as I mentioned, the Grim Reef himself, the Great Barrier Reef, played 21 minutes as a starter. He had seven points and six rebounds. Only the two fouls. He shot three or six, one of three from downtown. And Aussie Matty T played 12 minutes. He had one rebound, one steal, one block, zero points on 0-1 shooting. It was from three in his 12 minutes. Uh, for the Dallas... Mavericks, we only had Josh Greeny Green because no Dante. He's out with his bung heel. Uh, 23 minutes for Greeny, zero points. He was a plus one in a game that they lost by 17. He played 23 minutes and he was a plus one. I'm just saying. Maybe play him some more, even if he's not hitting shots. Jason Kidd, you idiot. He had one block, three rebounds, 0 3 from the floor, 0 1 from downtown. You get that on the big jobs, though, don't you? And there you go. That is all the Aussies in action today. Uh, nice. Let's do an Andrew Gay's Great Mum Reward for our Sanger Chimney in the Field of Excellence because I'll tell you what, I've got a bit of time for this bloke. Who is it? Andrew Gay's Great Mumba. Let's do it. Ninth triple-double this season. 41st of his career for the do it, do it, do it, do it now. Do it, do it, do it now. Demartis Bonus, the Suvlaki King. 37, 10, and 13. Three steals. He was bloody good, I'll tell you. Ninth triple-double of the season. Seven in his last 12. Shot 16 to 21. So far this year, he's averaging more points, more rebounds, and almost as many assists as, uh, I don't know, Bloke named Nikola Jokic. Just saying. <laughs> That's great. I've got so much time for the Suvlaki King. You know that. Um, they were down 20 in that game, and he fucking kicked their ass, took their name, stole their lunch money. Away they went. So, amazingly, he's averaging 19.7 points a game uh, before this one today. 12.8 rebounds, 7.6. The only players to ever actually do that, it's like Big O. Wilt and Joker. Pretty good. He can't 
can't do much better than that. So great job by the Suvlaki King himself, Demartis Sabonis. All right, Paddy Mills Game Day, Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. We had a bit of a, uh, what do we got? A, I think it was a new, yep, new Instagram story. 200 days to go. Alex Oz, let's go Australia. That's right, 200 days for Australia heading to Paris 2024. I can't wait to see Paddy Mills lead us to a gold medal in La Francais. Should be great. Olympic gold is going to be fucking fantastic for Australia. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent brain. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Yeah, it'd be good if my fucking mouth thing would fuck off. See how these antibiotics go. I love it when a doctor's like, yeah, i got no fucking clue. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we went one of five today. Because we did go a few underdogs. We went the Pistons, we went the Magic, we went the Blazers. Uh, they all lost, and <laughs> badly. And the Mavs got fucking killed by the Grizz as eight and a half point favorites. At least the Raptors covered for us. So one of five for today. Bit of a brutal one. Uh, we did really well the last couple of days. I actually had the uh, picks up before them, but... Not on this computer. Anyway, uh, we have 10 games tomorrow, though. San Antonio take on the Detroit Basketball Pistons in Detroit. The Pistons are three-and-a-half-point underdogs against San Antonio, and this is an absolute fucking loser bowl. Like, the Pistons at least sort of gave us some signs of life when they dropped 47. Uh, But, I mean, the Kings are a good team. The Spurs are not. You know, so if we're sitting here without Cade, uh, he's out with his knee sprain. I kind of like the Spurs still to come in and beat them as road favorites and win this one. Minus three and a half. Let's go Spurs. Like, I struggle to see how Detroit slow down Wemby. Uh, so that should be a big Wemby game. Charlotte hosts the Kings. Kings obviously on a road back-to-back. Having just played in Detroit, they go to Charlotte. Uh the Hornets are seven and a half point underdogs at home. I'm actually going to go Charlotte. Look, they haven't been much chopped. They've lost a fuck ton of games. But they obviously played the Bulls really tight the other day at home. So I'm going to trust in Terry Rose to go hammer and tongs against Sacramento. Uh, the only problem is they do still have a shit ton of injuries. So you just think that the Kings will probably win this one, but maybe Charlotte with a backdoor cover to get it under, under eight points and... We'll cover that seven and a half point line. Washington, same sort of thing in Indy. Washington is seven and a half underdogs in Indy. Indy without Halliburton, though. There's still a bit of talent there, but Washington, obviously, we saw them the other day. Uh, They've at least pushed teams a little bit. They lost to the Thunder by eight. Um, They've had a couple of okay-ish ones. I mean, they've lost a fuck ton of games, but against the Pacers team that doesn't have its starting point guard. Let's go the Wiz, plus 7.5. Just show a little bit of pride. Uh, Minnesota go to Boston. This game is awesome, but for the fact that the Wolves are on a back-to-back. What are we doing here, schedule makers? You're killing me. Minnesota are 6.5-point underdogs in Boston. Boston are unbeaten at home. I am tempted to go Minnesota, but with Al Horford healthy, the extreme zinger meal, if they're both playing, I'm going to go Boston minus 6.5. I think Tatum, if he's playing as well, you feel pretty good about that. There's no news about Jason Tatum yet. 
and he's it was like a sort of weird thing for Tatum at the end of uh, the game. So I don't know. It's a strange sort of setup. But let's go Tatum and the Celtics to beat this Wolves team by more than six and a half. So we'll go Boston minus six and a half. Miami host OKC. Miami aren't that great at home. OKC on the road. Do you trust them? If Miami don't have Jimmy Butler, I actually trust OKC minus four and a half on the road. They've just got too many wings. They've got enough size. They can make Bam work. I'm going to go the Thunder minus four and a half in Miami. Uh, Philly, go to Atlanta without Embiid. Atlanta are two and a half point favorites. Without Embiid, it's hard to go for a Philly team, isn't it? So let's go Atlanta minus two and a half there. With their twin towers as well, they should at least have a bit of size. And uh, Philly, it's going to be a lot of maxi. And between Atlanta having Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, they should be able to uh, beat them. So let's go Atlanta. Houston in Chicago. Chicago, obviously, you know, have been really, really good. They've got Vooch back. They've got Levine back. Houston aren't very good on the road. We know that. So Chicago are four and a half point favorites at home. It's just a bit of a tough one for me for four and a half. That line, I want to go Houston plus four and a half. But we did also see Houston just shit the bed the other day, right? So they got killed by the heat. Well, killed. They lost by seven. Uh, I think Houston with Vooch and Levine back should be just a little bit too good for Houston. So give me Chicago, minus four and a half. The Pelicans go to Golden State uh, with a bit of, I don't know, fire in their bellies. We're going to go the Pelicans minus a half point against Golden State in Golden State. Golden State haven't been that great at home. Uh, The Pelicans, they've just got size everywhere. Golden State do not. Let's go the Pels minus a half point. They're half point favorites in Golden State. Denver go to Utah. Utah are playing out of their ass at the moment. They're six and a half point underdogs hosting Denver. I like Utah plus six and a half. Just between Kessler, Lowry, John Collins, it's a tall cocktail. Clarkson coming off the bench. I think they can hang with Denver at least a little bit. So let's go Utah plus six and a half. And then the Clippers are ten and a half point favorites against Toronto. With the Raptors playing the old LA back-to-back. That's a big, big, big number. I want to check that because, god damn, ten and a half points for the Clippers. Y'all serious, man? Come on. Uh, let's have a look. Is it ten and a half? It is ten and a half. Oh, boy. Could they feasibly cover that? What do you reckon? Ten and a half points for the Lakers, uh, for the Clippers. In terms of games that they've played of late, the Clippers have sort of shown that they can cause a lot of havoc. Oh, that's right. There's also a weird... Uh, Overseas game. It's like really early Friday morning. Anyway, we'll cover that one tomorrow. Uh, but the Clippers beat the shit out of the Suns. They just lost to the Lakers, and they'd won five straight before that. They're 15-4 and four at home, 11-8 and eight against the line. We're probably going to have to go to the Clippers. They could probably do what they did to uh, the Suns and just give them the clamps down the stretch and skidoo. So, all right, we're going to go to the Clippers. You got there. Minus 10 and a half. 10 games tomorrow. That's going to be fun on the bunt. I cannot wait. So, uh, obviously, make sure you tune in tomorrow because that's it for today.
Love it. All right. Uh, in the meantime, of course, you can follow NBA Australia on Twitter, IG, Facey, whatever. We're all over the socials. Check in NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. It was a good playoff preview show that we did last night. That's up everywhere. So go over listen to NFL Australia. Uh, great playoff setup. Really fun stuff. Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast as well. If you're into cricket or soccer, go subscribe to those. The boys do a great job of covering shit uh, inside and out. Everything you need for cricket and football, they have you. Uh, get around nbaastro.com slash shop and get your merch. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Go on. Come on. I'll wait all day if I have to. Don't make me stop this car. Come on. Have you done it? Have you rated and reviewed it? Come on. Bloody hell. I don't want to wait all day. Anyway, uh, big thanks. So go do that. Would you rate review on your podcast app? I don't ask much, but come on. Do that for me, would you? Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song and to also House Hats, Joshua Delorentis, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Uh, no skit today because I've got to skedaddle and look after the squids. Uh, so we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Hopefully this fucking thing in my head feeling better. Uh, this is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosen. Say, I don't agree with the part about me being horny all hours of the day. Few hours in the day, yes, but not all hours of the day. I digress. <laughs>